So in every walk of life, we are impressed by those who achieve excellence. So regardless of what you're into, if you're into fashion, you admire your fashion people, your fashionists, designers, whatever they're called, who cares. Um, uh, if you're into sports, football, uh, Formula One, hurling, whatever it is, um, we always admire those who have achieved a certain excellence, musicians, uh, politicians, businessmen, um, business people, priests and religious, wh whoever ha has attained a certain excellence in their field always uh, draws admiration, and, and rightly so. I mean, to, 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 to achieve excellence in something doesn't come easily. Even if you have an, maybe a, a biological advantage, you still have to work hard to get there. Just because you may be naturally athletic, to win a, 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 an Olympic gold medal, that still requires eight years of training, regardless of how fit you are, regardless of how biologically blessed you are, uh, you still have to work. Um, so we admire excellence. We admire seeing people uh, achieve greatness in certain areas. In order to do that, though, whatever that field is, whatever that, that goal is, it requires sacrifice. Which means that anybody who we see who has attained something good did so because they sacrificed themselves. That didn't come, it didn't come for free. It came through, through hard work, very, very often. So, you look at musicians, you know, you look at any kind of amazing pianist or a guitarist or a drummer, what you see on stage there is fruit of endless hours of practice. When you see uh, Ronaldo kick a goal from two miles out, all right, that's from endless years at this point uh, of training and fitness and coaching and psychology and everything. And you know, What we see is the fruit of so much investment that was hidden, that was in the background, that we didn't see. We just see the, 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 the top part, the, the, the fruit of it. We don't see the roots, the trunk, everything that went into uh, a, a, a attaining this, this excellence. But most, most of us, most of us are willing to sacrifice ourselves for something. Even if it's something as ridiculous as your average Saturday night, where your average girl will wear heels Yay long, which cannot be safe. There should be a license. You should have to do, I think, training before you learn to walk and those kind of things. Get a special license. If you don't have it, you should not be allowed to wear them. I think they're just dangerous. They're weapons and, I don't know. And even like, as I say, in Ireland, you look at what people wear on a night out. They're not dressed for warmth. So they will be willing to stand on stilettos, risking their ankles and probably their front teeth. Uh, they'll be willing to wear clothes that aren't exactly warm or covering that much at all, unfortunately, on a Saturday night. Why? For the goal of looking pretty. For the goal of looking good. Uh, or, or people who go to, I mean, I was in a hotel early this morning, and uh, so many people, so many people coming into the, the fitness centre, the leisure centre, uh, from 8 o'clock before work. So the people were leaving. There were some people leaving as I got there at 8.30. So they'd, they'd done their hour, they'd done their swimming, they'd done their gym work. So they're getting up at 7 o'clock in the morning every morning. Why? Because they're willing to sacrifice themselves to look good, to lose weight, to be fit, to be strong, whatever it is. So we're able to sacrifice ourselves for goals that we feel are important. Most people are. Maybe there are some who don't really sacrifice themselves for anything, which is possible, but 
that's that's another issue that slips into sloth, laziness, where you just don't care, you just don't try. But most people are willing. So, like, it's, it, even those who aren't good at school will still like want to sit up on a tractor and cut silage twenty four seven for the season. You know, they're willing to put their time and effort into something. Okay, what's the point of all of this? We are able to sacrifice ourselves. Is my point. We are. The vast majority of people, we are, able, we are actually able to make sacrifices. We are able to sacrifice ourselves. The question is, what are we willing to sacrifice ourselves for? The question isn't so much, are we able to make sacrifices? Because we are, because we do already. You know, when people are trying to lose weight or gain weight or trying to get fit or training or studying or doing a degree or a master's or practicing anything in order to attain any sort of excellence, it requires sacrifice. And the vast majority of people are training or working in at something to get better at it. So we're able to sacrifice ourselves. We are. Today's the feast of St. Andrew Kim. And he's a saint of the uh, mid-19th uh, century. So he was Korean. And he saw his father martyred. He saw his father die for the faith. Now again, the, the, the stories of, of the martyrdoms of that part of the world are particularly horrendous. Just the, the forms of torture and just the, the, the slow ways that they would make people die. Um, and then so often, as they were torturing you, or like people died of, after their, their, their injuries, weeks after, they just simply die of exhaustion. That then they would never recover. They'd be beaten so badly and be dragged down the road by the, with the they tend to have longer hair, so have their hair attached to a horse, just drag them along or... Uh, death by a thousand cuts just little little slits and cuts that you just bleed out slowly but just never just it was such a, a slow and painful way to go hanging people upside down putting people's head through stocks you know a, a board with a hole for your head and a hole for your hands and just leave you there for weeks you know just you know it's just incredible incredible suffering incredible suffering but they, they knew, the Koreans knew this, this was a possibility. If I follow Christ, this is a possibility. If I follow Christ, I could die like my dad did. If I follow Christ, I could end up in prison. If I follow Christ, I could, have, I could be tortured and beaten and then just disappear, just be left in a hole somewhere. No one would even know. And like, for me, it just begs that question, what kind of faith do you have to have that in this part of the world where what you do is so hidden and so unknown. If you die, what fruit could it possibly bring? You can imagine how the tempter you know, would say that to you. What, what does it matter? If you suffer for Christ, it makes no difference. Nothing will change. Why? Why try? Why suffer? Why sacrifice yourself? Why take that risk? Just be like everyone else. It's easier. And you, you can imagine how that would have been so tempting for the people of the time. But St. Andrew came, rather than listen to that voice, rather than listen to that temptation, he leaves Korea, goes to China, and also to, to the Philippines. He's uh, trained as a priest, and then sent back to Korea. So he comes back to Korea at the age of 25. And he was serving as a priest, hearing confessions, uh, celebrating Mass, baptizing and so on, teaching and preaching. And the, of course the authorities got, got wind of his presence and he was arrested and warned and beaten 
and tortured and eventually beheaded. He served as a priest less than one year. Less than one year. After all he went through in order to get ordained, he came back and served less than one year and then was martyred. He died at 26 in 1846. And I, mean, I hear these kind of stories and I think, what, 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 what incredible courage. What incredible love for the Lord. I mean, I don't feel like I'm anywhere close to that kind of zeal for the Lord, you know. That you'd be willing not to sacrifice yourself superficially, but to actually completely empty yourself, completely give yourself for the Lord. What amazing faith. That's why it's so important that we do listen or learn from the lives of the saints and the lives of the martyrs. St. Paul tells us as we heard in our first reading from Romans 8. For I am certain of this, that neither death, nor life, no angel, no prince, nothing that exists, nothing still to come, not any power, any height, or any depth, or any created thing can ever come between us and the love of God made visible in Jesus Christ. Nothing, no torture, no threat, no prison, no poverty, can come between me and the love of God. That's what St. Paul is writing. That's what St. Andrew lived. What a, a, a stunning line from Scripture and what a stunning life from St. Andrew. Where, where are we in this story? Where, where's my zeal? Where is my pursuit of excellence, but in, in the greatest of things, my pursuit of holiness, my pursuit of sanctity? My willingness to sacrifice myself. What about sacrificing myself for the real things, the things that actually are important? My relationship with the Lord, investing in heaven, the service of others. Where is my heart? When I hear these kind of examples and stories, where, where am I in this? Where do I need to grow? Where do I need to learn? Where do I need to change, convert? What part of my heart am I still holding back for myself? What am what won't I or what what am I choosing not to give to God? The good Lord promises us that whatever we give him we get in return a hundredfold and eternal life. So we ask the Lord today to renew our zeal for his name, to renew our love for him, and to renew our self-sacrifice but not just for superficial things but for the things that really matter for a relationship with him that will never end